Welcome to the Navigating Your Career podcast. This is the place for you to figure out your next career move, learn how to speak up and show up as the real you, and discover the path that brings out the best in you. If you want to stop feeling stuck, start feeling better, and take ownership of your career and your life, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Melissa Lawrence. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Navigating Your Career podcast. This week we are going to talk about having your own back. And what does that even mean, right? It's much more than giving yourself a high five to celebrate a win or avoiding negative self-talk like these memes that you see everywhere. So you know the saying, your ride or die, your person that's your ride or die, that person that will stick by you no matter what. Having your own back is making you that person. You would do anything for yourself. You trust yourself. When you make mistakes, you don't beat yourself up. This is important because you won't be able to accomplish your big goals and live your life to the fullest and really bring out all of your potential if you don't have your own back. So when you don't have your own back, here are some things to look out for. This, here are some signs of what this might look like if you don't have your own back. If you immediately blame yourself when things go wrong, you assume that you're not a good fit for the job, so you self-reject yourself. When you lose your train of thought in a presentation, you tell yourself you're an idiot. You sacrifice what you want or need because you convince yourself that you don't actually need it, that you're not actually worth the investment in time, money, whatever it is. You put yourself last and maybe even believe that that is what you're supposed to do, that that is what makes a good leader, a good mom, a good partner. Like you being a martyr, you sacrificing your own needs is just practical. It's just what you should do. It's what you're supposed to do. So it's totally common and it's normal to disregard your feelings and to try to will them away. We Some of us get really good at that, to blame yourself when things go wrong. Your brain will always offer these thoughts to you. Because you see, your brain thinks in probability, not possibility. Your brain doesn't have data to support something that hasn't happened yet. So it uses every failure, every pain point or negative experience against you, but for good reason, to protect you, to prevent you from feeling negative feelings, to make things easier for you. But the goal of life is really for you to experience all of the feelings because you can't experience joy without experiencing pain. There is an emotional kind of spectrum and um, a lot of us live in that neutral zone. So if you imagine a line and there's negative 10 on one side and positive 10 on the other, negative 10 is pain, positive 10 is joy. A lot of people live in the negative two to plus two range on this line that's a safe space. They'll do a little bit uncomfortable. They'll stretch a little bit, generally feel happy, doesn't have anything too painful going on, but it's kind of like a numbing dull effect where like you don't feel extreme joy and you also don't feel extreme pain. You're just kind of in this settling, safe, neutral space. And if you're not experiencing pain, doing things that make you uncomfortable, you just stay 
the same. You stay in this neutral zone. So when you make a mistake, your brain will offer to you that it is your fault and that you should feel embarrassed and ashamed. But what if you chose something different? What if instead of that go-to thought that your brain is going to offer you time and time again, that you decided instead that you're just being human and that that's okay? If you acknowledge that it is just default thinking trying to keep you safe and prevent you from doing new things like, oh, there's my brain again. See, if you associate new things or putting yourself out there, being vulnerable with fear of embarrassment or shame, you'll stay where you are. You won't take risks. You won't have your own back. If you decide instead to expect you'll think or feel a certain way and take the action anyway, you'll be more likely to go after what you really want. So for example, you could apply this to a career. Let's say you're looking at a job and you don't think you meet all of the qualifications. I would say have your own back and apply anyway. What is the worst that is going to happen? We get so fearful of, well, then my boss will know I applied for a job or then I'm putting myself out there. Or there might be some sneaky thoughts like, well, I think I should get this job. And if they don't even call me for an interview, that's going to make me feel like crap because then I'm going to feel like I'm not as good as I think I am. I'm not going to get that validation. And then I'm going to feel worse, right? So then you just don't, you self-reject. Or if you have a big goal, like I want to write a book and then you don't because you're like, who am I to write a book? Just go do it anyway. And, or you can apply to your personal life. Let's say like I find a lot of people, especially as they get into adults, um, kind of and have families, they just get distance from having friendships. And so let's say you want to make new friends, but you're scared to strike up a conversation at the store or you're you're hesitant to um, strike up a conversation with a neighbor because you don't want to seem weird or think that they think you're hitting on them or you can just be kind of awkward as adults, right? When you're not like in a school setting or in like a extracurricular setting. So I want to tell you about a story over the holidays, um, so we have we live on a cul-de-sac, and we have some neighbors that you know we talk to a little bit here and there. We don't hang out with them. I wouldn't call them friends; they're more like acquaintances. But we all get along. We kind of watch out for each other. It's it's a really nice community, and um, we decided that this year for the holidays, especially because of COVID, there's not a lot of parties, festivities going on. We usually like bake cookies and do all these things for our friends and family. And so this year what we did is we bought a case of wine and we decided that we were going to give bottles of wine with holiday cards to our neighbors, to random people, to friends, um, just as a a gesture, a token of, you know, it's been a year, happy holidays, you know, just something nice. And so on Christmas Eve, the kids, my wife and I, we all got in the car. We said we were going to drive through, look at holiday lights in the neighborhood and drop off bottles of wine and cards. And so we dropped one off at one of our neighbor's houses and um, just did it kind of unannounced and didn't really think anything of it. We said, oh, it'd be kind of nice to do. And that neighbor we saw outside the next day and thanked us and said, you know, you really changed our night. Like we had an awful week and, you know, the, I was talking to the husband, he said his wife teared up at this gesture that they ended up going to the kitchen table, opening the bottle of wine, looking at the picture of our family and the holiday card, 
drinking the wine. They ended up bringing out their old photo albums and reminiscing on their children's lives and on their family and just how grateful they are. And it totally changed their evening and it meant so much to them. And it was just such a simple gesture. And when you self-reject, you don't get to have those types of experiences. So for example, if I would have thought like, oh, well, you know, we don't really know them and maybe they'll think we're kind of pushy or like they'll think something negative of us if if we just kind of go and give them this or show up at their house during COVID leaving things at their doorstep, they might think like, what the heck, you're crazy. So if we would have thought those things and let them like rule our decision. We would have rejected our own decision to do that. Then that experience would have never happened. And that's the same for really anything. You never know who you could meet, who could be your next friend, what your next job could be, what type of experience you could have if you decide that you're going to reject yourself from it before others can reject you. And I see this happen with coaching too. Um, Someone will share how much pain they're in, for example, pain of feeling underutilized, of not knowing what their future is. They feel crazy because of the culture that they're in. They feel used and undervalued. They end up questioning their own capabilities. They're stressed at home. They're not fully present with their families. And they just start to get numb or have destructive behaviors like overeating, over drinking, over binging on TV, just to avoid feeling bad and to find some joy and like stress relief in their life. And we'll talk about um, coaching and if I can help them and they want coaching, like they want to work with me. They, um, they know it can help them. They may even know someone that has coached with me, which gives them more assurance, right? And their default creeping can, their, de- <laughs> their default creeping, their default thinking can creep in and tell them that they need to talk to their partner first and that they need to delegate the decision to them because they don't want to make the decision on their own or they doubt whether they can really do it or whether they should really invest in themselves. Which, let me say, this is just a sneaky way of not having your own back. So coaching, in my opinion, is a a decision that you should make for yourself. Um, Absolutely, if you have an agreement with your partner that you talk about large purchases or whatever, you have that conversation. But just know that your partner won't be doing the work. Your partner doesn't know the conversation that was had, and in many cases doesn't know just how awful that you feel sometimes. But we try to avoid responsibility by delegating our power to our partners. And it's it's really harmless um, because we'll think things like um, that if they agree, then you can do it because they're kind of signing off on your decision. So if you fail, they're responsible for it too. Or you need permission to invest in yourself because you're taking resources from your family. That's how it's viewed. Or you'll be taking time away instead of advocating for yourself and having your own back, which is so important, right? So we we can seek validation from our partners to tell us that we're worth the investment. If they say I can do this, then it's worth it. Then I'm worth it. It's very sneaky, And I'm all for communicating expenses and collaborating with your partner. And my wife and I have a system, a threshold we can spend without discussing it first. But we're also prepared to advocate for ourselves if we really want something. So for example, when I hired my first coach, I set up a call with my potential coach and talked to my wife about it first. I told her I was interested in coaching and how it would help me. I asked what amount she would be comfortable with me spending 
Um, she asked how much I thought it would be. We negotiated. And so I had a number in mind. I was empowered to make that decision for myself. And I knew even if it was a bit more, if I really believed I needed it, that she trusted my ability to make a decision for myself. So when price comes up, the decision was if I wanted to work with the coach, if I thought the coach could help me, not anything else. There was no other drama. And this is taking full responsibility for your decisions, having your own back and not delegating for more time, talking to someone, checking on things. The decision is, can the person help you? Will it solve your problem? Do you want to do it? It allows you to stand in your power without delegating your power away. I talked to my wife about this and she tells me I'm different. (laughs) So you might totally disagree with what I'm saying. She says, most people don't think like that, but I guess that is why I'm in this work too, because I want you to feel empowered to make decisions for yourself because it is your life. Only you know what you need. You don't need to delegate your happiness, your career, your fulfillment to someone or something else. This doesn't just apply to coaching. It applies to everything. You don't need to dismiss what you want, whether it be a coach, a new outfit, applying for a job that you think is out of reach, right? Like you can decide on your own what is a good fit for you. If you're looking for another job, of course, you can get input from your friends, from your advocates, from your allies and your kind of personal board of directors. Like you can get, you know, input from others, but at the end of the day, other people should not be making the decision of whether or not you want a certain job or you should apply for a job or if you want to take a course or whatever it is, because no one knows what you need more than you do. And having your own back is not only trusting yourself and being your own ride or die, but it's also the way that you treat yourself when you make a mistake. When you make a bad decision, flub a presentation, say the wrong thing, that you don't beat yourself up because it's just part of the human experience. Imagine what you can do, what you would try if you had your own back. If you didn't dismiss your wants and needs, if you didn't blame yourself when things go wrong you would be unstoppable. And friend, you are unstoppable. That is the thing. The only thing that is stopping you is you. 100%. And so if you are listening to this and you are thinking, yes, but if there is some circumstance standing in your way, if you think, yes, but my husband or wife this, yes, but I have this issue with work, yes, but this is just the way that we do things. I really invite you to learn more about coaching and to schedule some time with me because you can totally think of yourself and your capabilities and what you're empowered to do differently than you're thinking about it right now, if that is something that you want. It is not for everybody, but if you are thinking, I want to be unstoppable. I want to fearlessly go after what I want in my life. I want to feel empowered to make decisions on my own. Then go to my website. It's www.melissamlawrence.com and schedule a call with me. It's an hour. We'll talk about your goals and I'll let you know if coaching can help you and we'll decide if we're a good fit to move forward. And it's okay if we're not, and it's also okay if you need to talk to your partner. 
So if you are loving the podcast and if you are listening on Apple, I'd love it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps it become more visible to others so more and more people can get help navigating their career. I hope you have a wonderful week. I can't wait to talk to you next week.